0: Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on 4th and 1.
1: So, you know, it's with that time, serves. Welcome to 4th and 1. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And Merry Christmas, Nick Jacobs. Um, the Chiefs defense came to play. Um, I-, I got a question for you. So Arrowhead was not full on s- Saturday. <laughs> Christmas Eve, Chiefs beat the... Uh... There you go. See? Merry Christmas to you, Cousin Eddie. Um... I haven't even said a word,
0: so if people listen to the podcast. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Yeah, no. You yeah. forget there are yeah. people that you know listen to this. They don't visually watch your that's YouTube. True. That's true.
1: Nick, Nick's, Nick's drinking from his moose cup in an homage to Cousin Eddie and Christmas Vacation. Why is it um, an homage? Maybe I'm just drinking from a moose cup. You know, that's, that's what I like to do on my on
0: my. I saw your on my podcast. Uh, I saw,
1: I saw your get up for the ugly Christmas sweater party last year. So last year
0: it was pre COVID, sir. I've not been at a Christmas party since COVID.
1: (laughs) That's fair. So three three years ago, but still, I know that it was an homage to Cousin Eddie. Um, And and a very sweet one too. And I hope you do break it out for the family tomorrow for family dinner. I don't know. We'll see what feels right in my heart. All right. Just don't show up in a in a beater uh, RV and dump stuff into the sewer. It does not end well. I don't have an RV, so (laughs) quite okay. I don't know what you do with your money. (laughs) But Arrowhead was not full, um, but it's understandable because it was like 14 degrees at kickoff. First of all. Do you applaud the people who went to the game or do you think they were a little bit crazy for showing up on Christmas Eve uh, in that kind of weather?
0: I'm not gonna question anybody what they do with their time, as long as it's not anything
1: illegal. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not I don't even enough. question people who do like mildly illegal stuff.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm making it sound like I don't condone it, Todd. That's what I'm I'm distancing <laughs> myself from those type of things. It's <laughs> what I'm trying to do here. But thank you for making me forcing me to point that out. So we can, you know, the podcast where Todd Macy beat everybody over the head with a hammer. <laughs> Ironic, considering it's like that squirrel from the tree on uh, Christmas vacation.
1: Well, you know. Um, by the way, our GM uh, was named uh, GM of the Year by Broadcasting Cable Magazine for our market size. Um, I can't remember what she did as a career before, like in the. Uh, anyway moving on nick you have to read the article to find out so todd's <laughs> randomly put
0: something out there that you guys can go on a journey during your holiday right. vacation
1: hmm. potentially and everything will come together i know you've got nothing to do and you're going to be looking for excuses to avoid family tomorrow so this will give I'm you some. Gonna, i'm <laughs> not
0: gonna avoid my family i'm not talking Todd. about
1: you i'm talking about our listeners i'm talking about our listeners
0: oh okay well you it sounds like you're talking to me sir
1: because okay. the NFL slate's not great. Some of the NBA games are a little sketch.
0: Like... I'm gonna watch all the I'm gonna watch all the NFL slate. I'm not gonna I'm enjoy it, but I'm gonna watch it. Like the Dolphins, right. the Dolphins, Packers. I have a very big rooting interest because of you know, I'm not gonna say it out loud, but there may be some points involved that I need to keep tabs
1: on. Yeah, well, I mean, look, and but that's when it's gonna peak. It like the NFL slate peaks early tomorrow. And then it goes downhill from there. I got
0: guys like on all the games, so I'm, going be,
1: I'm going to be rooting in all of them.
0: That's no, my no, rooting
1: interest. I, I get it. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, uh, I mean, look, the baller move is at the beginning of like the Rams Broncos. You put on our podcast. You just listen to this. You relive the Chiefs game. You get excited about about you know uh, the finish to the season here coming up. Uh, you know, you let Nick and I inspire you. Um, you know this holiday season and then you don't have to listen to you can just kind of watch casually Um, and if you know and pay attention to your fantasy team um, and not have to like devote too much of yourself to uh, what's bound to be a, a less than stellar football game
0: if people are listening to me for inspiration they are going down the worst road possible <laughs> <laughs> Um, because there's nothing there's two words that are not the most Exact opposite <laughs> than my name and inspiration. I wasn't going to say my name because then that sounds very egotistical and I'm not about that like
1: I mean, I don't know. So I guess I shouldn't tell the story about how you went into the Chiefs locker room and gave a rousing speech to fire up the defense to get him ready for this week.
0: I promise you I did not do that. <laughs>
1: I don't know. In my head, it might. would have been maybe, like,
0: "Hey, could you guys do better to where I don't have to put it on Jacob's eye in the sky, please?" <laughs>
1: like, I want to.
0: I want to talk about positive things. I don't want to point out negative things. I don't. know.
1: In my head, you were you had red and gold face paint on a kilt. You were on a horseback, and you were riding across the practice field like Mel Gibson and Braveheart, um, imploring them uh, to be better at the game of football, and then they were. The defense was was magically all fixed. Everything's better. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again. Thanks Halfway to through- Nick Jacobs atop of, you know, his steed. Halfway through that sentence,
0: I was like, how did we get to this point? And where have I gone in my life?
1: I'm like, a little this, is, this, is
0: the, this is the moment where I'm at.
1: Yeah, it's like,
0: I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> I may or may not have thought that, and this is the Chiefs podcast, so people have probably already turned this off, because the Dolphins uh going is more entertaining at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think so, though. I think, I think people are plenty entertained by the thought of you riding Braveheart style across a horse on the Chiefs practice field and yelling at the defense to be better than they were against Denver and Houston. I, I think a lot of them would are now picturing themselves doing the same thing.
0: Hey, here's something that I just popped in my head. It's going to be my Christmas uh, gift or holiday gift to everybody, whatever we have to call it. I don't
1: care. <laughs> um, but I'm going to see if Conrad McGorkin can can uh, Photoshop this for me, by the way. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, see, I, I'm, I'm I like how people always want me to tear down players on the roster and then expect me to go get answers from them in the locker room. And have to, you know, look them in the <laughs> face and be yeah. like, hey, you know, how I said, you you know, I said this and that about you and all the hard work you put in and uh, and, and tried to and essentially tore you to shreds on, on social media. How, uh, how, how are the Seahawks? How's the Seahawks defense looking?
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah. How'd the cold affect you today? <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> and I would expect you. that from
0: some of those guys. That's why I always try to be yeah. mindful when I'm doing breakdowns. I know the amount of work that those guys put into it. I know that agents and players, families, and maybe front office people, um, you know, keep tabs on that on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I try to be mindful and respectful of that.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. In all seriousness, though.
0: Yeah. See, look, I steered the podcast back towards. A right. No, 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 no. You did. So that was my gift to people, my unfiltered thoughts. Um, <laughs> after a glass of eggnog and my cousin Eddie uh, moose glass. I don't think it's actually right. called cousin Eddie Moog's last. And you may have to blur that out because I don't know if we have to buy rights to that for the YouTube video.
1: Nah, we're good. We're good. Um nobody I mean Chevy Chase is a delight to work with. He would never try to sue us. Like before that, when he said now nah, we're good,
0: the first thought that popped in my head is that's some famous last words for somebody.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> right? You're like, yeah, we're fine. Um, I do want to point out though, Danny Shelton was activated uh yeah uh, happy from, day huh right he's elevated from the practice squad and all of a sudden the chiefs defense is fixed um I I mean, they gave fixed. up 333 yards and 19 first downs but they they were 2 of 14 on third down uh they hit geno smith seven times they had nine tackles for a loss um they only gave up 10 points and, and you know one of the touchdowns came uh when it was too late to matter um so happy Danny Shelton Day, indeed! Uh, is it a coincidence that Danny Shelton was elevated from the practice squad and the defense had arguably its best game of the season?
0: I mean, I'd like to say no, but I feel like the cold had a lot more to do with the performance for the uh, Seahawks offense today. Well, but they, and but not they having with Tyler Lockett. Off. Okay, I mean, the Seahawks did. Yes, I mean right.
1: they all came out with their shirts off, trying to show how tough they were. So clearly, they were ready. I mean, it, right.
0: I was concerned about them getting frostbite. So, you know, that was my concern for him today.
1: And in fairness, uh, Danny Shelton didn't actually have any tackles in the game. He's not supposed to have tackles, Todd. He's just supposed to eat blocks. I get it. Um, and, and look, I will say, I take on, Willie blocks. Gay. Yes. Will, Willie Gay talked about um, how the edge, you know, when, when Willie Gay was asked, like, you know, what made the difference for the defense, the thing he talked about was the edge. Uh, was effective in funneling everything back toward the middle, which is why Nick Bolton had 17 tackles and Willie Gay had nine um, to lead, lead the defense in this game. So, I mean, maybe having a Chris Jones in the middle and a one tech eating up blocks and eating up space allowed those edges uh, to be a little bit more effective. Um, I mean, that certainly is not a a theory you can discount.
0: Well, I'm not going to discount it. It's called logic. Um, so no, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Danny Shell and Brandon Williams, those are the guys you need as your, your one tech. That's your one tech. That's your one-two punch. Give them as much as you can on first and second down. Rotate Chris Jones, Mike Dana, and uh Colin Saunders if you want to in there. And those are your those are your D tackles, unless you want to get really creative and start using um Loftus as one of them along with Chris's two three techs. And then put Willie Gay and, and Leo Chanel as some wide nines and let them go to work and see what they can do. I'm just saying, I, w- I would love to see that in the playoffs. And if they do use that in the playoffs, I think it'll be successful on some on some you know obvious down and distance passing downs. And I, I I would just like to see the Chiefs try to get creative and do some crazy stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe against some teams that they've struggled to generate a pass rush against uh, or or to generate sacks, even when they were playing what most people assumed was a a below-league average offensive line You know, that maybe suffered a loss today when Lyle Kellens got hurt or something like that. Um, So that'll be interesting to monitor. Um, But so I know that was kind of a Christmas present for you, right, Danny Shelton Day. Um, Do you know what my Christmas was?
0: Dustin Colquitt. Yeah, Dustin
1: Colquitt back in the Chiefs news cycle, baby. Come on.
0: I'm surprised. I I honestly, when I kept hearing him go on stations this week, I was like, I really thought that, you know, Todd was going to get him on the podcast this week
1: once and for all. I mean, you know, I thought about it. I mean, he did do a one-on-one with me in the locker room once that I think we used on the podcast. Um, um, but yes, it did not, uh, um, no, I didn't, I didn't, I did I mean, well, one, I was off most of the week and, and had other stuff that I was dealing with. Um, but two, I feel like he said what he had to say, um, in, in other, you know, in other, uh, broadcast avenues and look, Harrison Butker, uh, had a better day. Um, uh, Tommy Townsend w- was okay. Aside from that one, I don't know if he was trying to coffin corner it or <laughs> quite what happened on, on, uh, his second punt of the game. Um, it did not work out particularly well, but um you know i mean today is one of those days where i think some people you know I, th- I think you give a pass to to some things particularly like the offense right like the offense didn't even have 300 total yards um you know patrick mahomes didn't light up the scoreboard like like you're used to uh to seeing him do i mean he was still okay 16 to 28 uh 224 yards a couple touchdowns the, i thought the biggest thing was they didn't turn the ball over um and i really thought not that the Chiefs were in trouble, but I thought one of the, a big turning point in the game was Juan Thornhill's interception, um, because you know it's just a different game if the Seahawks get a touchdown there and make it seventeen to ten. Um, you know, and Patrick Mahomes talked about how you know, the offense had been bogged down. He went over and he was like, "Listen, guys, we just need one score." And then the minute Juan got that turnover, you know. Uh, he was able to find Travis uh, on you know in the intermediate zone a couple times and Travis did what he did after the catch and, um, and then Patrick had that Superman like uh, touchdown run and, and that you know that pretty much iced it from there. Um, but what what did you are you worried, did, did anything about the offense bother you at all today? Did, did you see enough? I mean, I know the run game, wasn't great. They only averaged three and a half yards per carry. But at the end of the day, I never felt like the chiefs were in danger in this game. So did you kind of like what you saw from that standpoint? Cause this is the kind of grinded out game that, that you're probably going to see at, at some point in the playoffs.
0: I wasn't upset with anything the offense or defense are going to do today because it was cold out there, <laughs> really cold out there. So, I mean, like anything you get as a bonus at this point, just come out of the win and with, with the temperatures the way that they were. I mean, the, the, the thing that people discount sometimes is when you're breathing in cold air like that, how your lungs can be on fire at some point. Like, people aren't always going to be at their peak performance and, you know, under <laughs> under 20-degree weather. That's just, you know, that's just not a realistic thing. I mean, and they're, those players aren't robots. So, I mean, like, you know, it's not you, – you take the wins where you can get them, and I thought the Chiefs had a solid performance – Given the uh, weather circumstances out there, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't upset by that part of it. I, I was happy to see how much they leaned on the run game today, and I'd like to see more of that, especially this time of the year, to kind of get that and get that on, on point for the time they get in the playoffs and get the offensive line enough practice with that and be able to have a steady amount to be able to lean on that short yarded situations, kind of where I want to see long term more over the next two games in terms of what the Chiefs can do because I think I I think the Chiefs are at their most effective when they when they find themselves in second and five or third and five or shorter so anything you can do on first down that can get them anywhere between three to six yards I think is pretty pretty key for them
1: yeah and, and look when you talk about the offense and the struggles I mean the Bengals lit up the Patriots in the first half. Then got shut out in the second half. I mean, obviously the cold, I would say the cold got to them a little bit too. The Bills were down ten six, again at the Bears, right? Um, before they, you know, they dominated the second half and came back in that one. But, but none, none of the offenses, the the elite offenses of the NFL, were at peak performance for all. No, the quarters, weather, every- the,
0: yeah. Temperatures bothered everybody across
1: everybody was dealing with the cold. I, I mean,
0: yeah, I get to watch a lot of games at the same time. So I get, you know, I get to keep more of a, on tabs in that moment. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the bills were struggling against the bears there till almost halftime. And it um yeah, man, it was, it was not ideal for anybody.
1: So the chiefs weren't, the chiefs were not alone in that one. No. So that's why I don't, I don't get too worked up about it, but look, Weather's supposed to take a turn. By Wednesday, we're going to be, you know, having some upper 40s, 50s. Should be a nicer game on New Year's Day. Just the way uh, you said the nice weather's
0: going to take a turn, even though so it's going to get worse.
1: No, <laughs> it's no, no. Take, a, take turn. a turn for the better. You can <laughs> yeah, turn Yeah, you, you
0: say improve. Just say improve, man. Uh, like, yeah, it's well, going to take a turn. <laughs>
1: I said what I said. Um, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, the – Next Monday, I think the dust settles here, right? Like, um, you know, the Bills have to go to Cincinnati. If Cincinnati wins that game, the door's wide open for Kansas City to go ahead, kick it on down, and take the number one seed. If the Bills win, um, the Chiefs still need to win out because they want to get that two seed um, and make sure that, you know, if it were to come down to them and the Bengals in the playoffs, that game would be at Arrowhead again. Um, and the only way to do that, I mean, the only way to you know assure that would be, well, I guess they'd have a two-game cushion at that point potentially if they win next week and the Bengals lose to the Bills, so maybe it wouldn't matter. Um, but, um, I mean, that's where that's where it's coming down to, um, you know, is next Monday night. I, I think the Chiefs, they shouldn't, they should be able to beat Denver at home, right? I, I mean, I know that Denver came back on them, you know, a couple weeks ago, but. I don't imagine the chiefs are going to have a lot of trouble with Denver, um, in this one. Um, you know, and then, you know, we talked before the, you know, before things, uh, before we start recording the podcast about, you know, yeah. week 18, uh, that Raiders team may be, uh, less interested in playing the chiefs than they will be getting to the off season. Um, you know, by week 18. So, I mean, I think the chiefs are in good position to, to be 14 and three. Um, and you know, and then it just comes down to Bengal's bills. I mean, how how do you handicap that one? Here, uh,
0: I'll give you a little another little present here. put in your stocking stuff or whatever. Um, to, Josh Allen struggles against blitzes. He's struggling against some pressure. And I'm really curious to see what Lou's gonna throw against um, the bill's offense and what they'll try to do. The Bills are able to get their running game going today, but they've struggled for most of the year and they caught the bears in some bad spots to be able to get them. So in that aspect, I'm curious to see what Lou throws at Josh Allen. That one's going to be interesting. I think the whole league's going to be watching that one and everybody's going to be keeping tabs on that one. Cause that's going to be one of the, it has the chance to be one of the best games of the year, but it's definitely gonna be one of the most intriguing ones going into it. And Monday night gets a rare gym this time of year for football games. Arguably the best football game of the week. So uh, on paper right now. So that that's that's gonna be fantastic to be able to get hyped up for. But Josh Allen struggles with pressure. He 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 gets a little amped up afterwards. And you take away Stefan Diggs, that causes a lot of problems too. And they haven't really had the run game. So there's that. The Bills are having a blitz more because they don't have Von Miller. So and their their secondary is not the same as it was last year. They have they have a little bit more holes than they did even earlier this year, so um, I believe with Poyer gone, so with with all that combined, the Bills, not saying the Bills stink, still can't be dominant, can't do a good job. I'm just saying there's there's a little there's some windows of opportunity. Burrow, on the other hand, I'm curious to see if he can slice and dice the the Bills defense the way he did the Chiefs defense, and I'm intrigued to see what just how uh, the battle between the two quarterbacks and what they're able to do and who has the answers when they need to in a game of that magnitude. Because, I mean, the reality is if they if – the, if the if the, Bengals win that, Bills drop to a three seed because they lose head-to-head against the Bengals at that point if everybody wins the following week. Chiefs sneak into the one seed at that point. Um. So then you got Chiefs one, Bengals two, you know, Bills three – the way things are going right now, the Jaguars are going to potentially be the four seed because Tannehill is probably not coming back this year, and I mean th- they're going to keep the hope out there and everything. But when you have surgery earlier this weekend, it's hush hush until Sunday. That kind of says that yeah, he probably ain't, he ain't playing. And then so the Jaguars they they see the eye on the prize, so they're going to go for it, you know, hundred percent that way. And and uh, you know the Chargers are coming on strong and. I just don't see anybody staying in the Chargers' way with their with their schedule. So I think Chargers are going to be making the playoffs at this point. And then, you know, you're down to the Ravens and Dolphins, who I both think are going to make it as well. So, in essence, what happens in that Bills-Bengals game determines if the road still goes through Arrowhead or does it go through Cincy or Buffalo. But it's probably going to go through one of those three. And then the Chiefs have a chance to where maybe they're playing the Jaguars – Versus the Chargers potentially from the wild card round if the Chiefs are the one seed, but if they're not, the Chiefs are two or three seed. Then they're likely to get in the you know the Bills or the Bengals you know at Arrowhead potentially if the Chiefs remain in the two seed.
1: Yeah, I mean it'll be. I mean, look, if you're the two or the three, like you said, chances are because the Ravens have a two game lead on Miami and San Diego right now or San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers right now. Um, if you're the two seed or the three seed, chances are you've got either Justin Herbert and the Chargers or Tua Tagovailoa and two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL coming to town with the Dolphins. And that's your wild card round, man. <laughs> you know, and then your reward for winning that game may be facing each other if you're the Bills and and the Bengals in the divisional round. Um you know, I mean, if things if, if if the Bengals win and if the Chiefs, are, I mean, that's what's on on the line. I mean, um, I, I think if you're the Chiefs, like, obviously, that's what you want. Right. Let the rest of you know, let everybody else beat each other up while you sit at home for a week. I mean, more than any other year, I think this is the year that that one seed um, is really going to give the team who gets it a leg up on making it out of the gauntlet. Um, that is going to be the AFC playoffs. Because um, I, I, I think that there are three teams that have clearly separated themselves. But, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the Chargers for Justin Herbert to have his Joe Burrow moment this year in the playoffs, right? I mean, a lot of that depends on the health, but it wouldn't be the, you know, I, I think we both believe that Justin Herbert is capable of it um, and will at some you know, will lead his team to AFC and or more um, championship type games, um, in his career. Um, I mean, like if, if I'm the chiefs and I'm a chiefs fan, I'm rooting as hard as I can for the Bengals next Monday night. Um, because I think if, if that happens, um, then, then the red sea parts a little bit, um, you know, pun intended, right. Um, and, uh, and, and the chiefs, all of a sudden the path, to era to glendale at the end of the year kind of gets cleared a little bit
0: yes and that's that's what they need and that's where that colts loss looms large this year because of the you know <clears throat> you, you don't have that colts loss you're not worrying about that monday night football game one bit you just go out and handle business and you're done with everything you yeah. know and win the next two and then you're good to go so that's that's the impact of uh what special teams can do and um you know unfortunately that's uh that's what happened there.
1: These things have tended to work out in Patrick Mahomes' favor, though. I mean, yeah, I think about Ryan man. Fitzpatrick, you know, beating beating the Dolphins or beating the Patriots. You know, I, I just, it seems like the, the breaks have gone the Chiefs way when they've needed them to go mm-hmm. the Chiefs way. Last year, they're sitting at three and four. People are writing them off for even being in the playoffs. And what do you know? Uh, everything goes, you know, through Arrowhead at the end of the day once again um so uh, i mean maybe that r- luck will run out at some point but um you know i, I here's another significant thing i just want to get your, your thoughts on it before we you know um kind of start putting a bow on this one but the chiefs are 12 and 3 um this is the fifth straight year and sixth time in the last seven years the chiefs have won at least 12 games patrick mahomes has never had a season in which he didn't win 12 games uh as the starting quarterback it is incredibly hard to win 12 games in an NFL regular season. I don't know if people understand how crazy it is that they've won 12 games five straight years. Um, what are your thoughts, on, and what perspective could you offer to that achievement? Um, you know, and what it says about the consistency and just the excellence that this that this era of Chiefs football with Reed and Mahomes has brought.
0: I mean, Pat, Patrick's a stabilizer. I mean, Andy already had a good program that he built the foundation up on When once Patrick got here. And Patrick just <clears throat> helped create that stabilizer completely for what this football t- team can be. Even if they have roster deficiencies or roster issues, <clears throat> Patrick's play helps overcome that. And it shouldn't be that case. And you don't want it to be that case. But that's just kind of the reality of what's happened over the past couple of years. So, I mean, look, I mean, Patrick just has a certain level that – even his bad days were some of the chiefs quarterback's best days, you know, before him. And, and I mean, for Patrick to be, if you look at the most passing yards in chiefs history in a single season, Patrick's got four of the top five already. I mean, that's just, that's just who that guy is from a record book perspective. And I mean, he's, you know, he's going to hit 5,000 here pretty soon in the next two weeks. And I mean, he's going to hit over 40 touchdowns in an ideal world. So, I mean, those, those numbers are fantastic and phenomenal and outstanding. That's why Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And we got to appreciate it as long as we can. But yeah, I mean, like it's, it, it, I mean, there there's those moments that no matter what, Patrick just wills this team. If it's a drive to close the game, like he did against the Seahawks on Saturday with that five yard 80, 80 plus, to be honest, it was two plays to Kelsey and Mahomes runs in for a touchdown. Right. Like the other two players are just window dressing down on the goal line to try to see if they could run it in instead of Mahomes having to take off and do it himself. But I mean, there's just these moments where they can turn it on. And Chiefs fans have gotten so addicted to being able to see that from the 2018 offense. I think your organization's been chasing the 2018, you know, <clears throat> level of effectiveness in offense as well. But there's there's just different ways where they're going to have to continue to evolve and maybe be even better in the 2018 offense. And You know, where maybe it involves a little bit more running or maybe it's multiple speed receivers combined with the possession they have. I mean, there's so much that they can do long-term to kind of help build and evolve this. But, I mean, the Chiefs got a lot of weapons. They can be really effective. They have some deficiencies on the roster offensively and defensively. But Patrick Mahomes is always going to be able to keep him in games and be able to get him that chance in the playoffs. It's just a matter of if there's enough guys that can help elevate their play when it truly matters. But we're at a point now where whether it's the fan base media or even the chiefs organization themselves, you're not just trying to make the playoffs anymore. You're not just trying to win a AFC championship. Like the, it's now shifted to where you're not celebrating some of the wins during the regular season. It's more so now like, Hey, what did they have to do to get ready for the playoffs? What are, what do these yeah. moments have to help them in a training perspective to have, to have those, those, to be battle tested for those key moments, like that, and have that mentality, and build that mentality, and kind of use the seventeen or eighteen, you know, the seventeen games, but eighteen you know, week schedule to ment- mentality wise help build them to where they're they're ready for those moments when they come in the playoffs. And that didn't used to be the case before Andy Reid and this organization. You we were just trying to get to one, and now they're trying to figure out how to how to ramp
1: it up every year. Yeah, well, I mean there was a time for like 30 years, right, where the Chiefs just wanted to win a playoff game, you know. Yeah. Um and, and now um it yeah, we talk about it every offseason like like super it's Super Bowl or bus every year. I mean, um the Chiefs know what they're capable of and and is that a, is that a ridiculously high standard to set? Yeah, it is, but that's where they're at. That's where Patrick Mahomes is at. I mean, this is very much like the big the early 2000s with tom brady and the patriots under bill belichick you had a hall of fame coach you had a future hall of fame quarterback um they knew how good they were and they knew that every season with the two of them if they were at if they were on they would have a chance to compete for a super bowl so to me the biggest issue you know we talked about how how important i think it would be to get the number one seed and i do think that that makes the 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 path that much easier for the chiefs. Um, you know, and I, I think that could ultimately be key if the chiefs are going to, in fact, uh, go on a super bowl run. Um, but to me, health is the, is the biggest issue, right? Get McCole Hardman jr. Back, um, you know, get Blake bell and guys like that up to speed. Um, you know, if you're going to need him in the playoffs, don't have anybody else pick up a, a, a nagging or season ending injury, you know, um, Certainly not at a place where you can't, you know, like Patrick Mahomes needs to stay healthy. Travis Kelsey needs to stay healthy, right? There's, you know, can't probably don't want to lose Creed Humphrey at this point or, you know, um, you know, Chris Jones, guys like that. Um, But there is look to my mind. I mean, Patrick Mahomes needs 280 yards and three touchdowns to get to 5000 yards and 40 touchdowns for the season. Um, he's going to get there at some point, um, in the next couple weeks, there's no doubt in my mind that, that he's been the MVP of the league this year. Uh, I think that, um, especially after, um, you know, Philadelphia put up 34 against Dallas without hurts in the lineup. I, I think that Patrick's probably going to be the the favorite again, um, down the stretch and it's going to be hard to keep him from winning his second award. Um, you know, but, um, I mean you're right. I mean this is that this is it, it is it fair to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Probably not. That that anything less than winning a Super Bowl is considered something of of a failure, something of a letdown. But I'll tell you what, I think I think Reed and Mahomes are the two that set that standard for themselves. Like I I don't think you know, I, I don't think that we're putting undue pressure on them. I think that's the pressure they feel um, you know, as each season dawns.
0: Well, and, and I'd say Clark Hunt is kind of where that begins with with some of the speeches he's given, Um <clears throat> when you watch the franchise, when they go to training camp each year, and how important it was for him to get the trophy that had his dad's name on it, and then after that, yeah. it ramped up to Super Bowl, to where Clark has that same expectation, and so I mean that you know when he talks to the team every year in the franchise, that seems to be a part of the speech, and I mean so Clark Hunt has those same expectations because he was always striving to be that owner that had the same stability the Pittsburgh Steelers do, you know, or the, or, you know, and and so like that, I think he deserves a lot of credit and deserves to be able to take a lot of pride from what they've been able to build as an organization. And the image that he had, he's been able to finally create with the homegrown quarterback with Andy Reed. And, and so, I mean, that's, that's where I think, you know, that's, that's where you, that's where you gotta be most thankful for is like Clark Hunt and them got, got it right in 2013 after the purely debacle and what that guy was. And, um, yeah, some, some of that stuff. I won't get into all of it, but yeah, no, it's a, it's an era I will never miss personally.
1: Right. And I I don't think anybody who was around the the team at that time will, but yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. Um, you know, Clark had a tough, uh, was in a tough position in some respects because, um, his dad cast a huge shadow, um, not just on his son, but on the league in general, right? I mean, there was a lot expected from Clark. The Hunt family is a, is a family whose name carries a lot of weight um, in the NFL. Um, they carry a lot of heft, you know, and he's also, you know, when you think about the other great NFL families, the, the, the Mara family with the New York Giants, the Rooney family that you mentioned with, with the, the Steelers, um, there's a burden that comes with that. But I think you've seen Clark start to embrace it and, and flourish, a little bit um the last couple of years. Um, you know, and, and it's good to see. Um, speaking of flourishing, um, do the Chiefs have the greatest offensive line ever? Because Joe, they have three Pro Bowlers in Orlando Brown, <laughs> Joe Tooney, and Creed Humphrey. They've got to have the greatest left side uh, of any offensive line in history, don't they? Why are you trying to get me in trouble, man? Because <laughs> like, I wanted man, to for, give the fans like, a Christmas present. <laughs> like, why are you
0: trying to get me in trouble, man? Like it's it's already awkward enough when I go in the locker room and we and we meet eyes, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I feel bad that I that I you know that I'm honest about what I see on tape, but at the same time, it is what it is. And now I got his agent following me on Twitter, so I'm sure that's going to go well too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm I, sorry I didn't give you what you wanted. I, I mean, did did I feel like Orlando Brown mean. played at a Pro Bowl level this year? No, but yeah. I'm not stunned that he got in. I mean, you know. I'm still wondering how Trey Smith didn't get in, but at least Creed and and Tooney got in because Tooney should have been years ago with the level of play he had with the Patriots, and yeah. Creed's going to deserve to be in for a long time. But it, it's like, and and people, and, and I had people in my mentions assuming they're like, see the the uh, some some of his teammates, some of the players around the league, the coaching staff, and everybody they all they all believe in him, they all voted, and I was like, well, hey, we don't know how many people actually voted in the thing from the league. <laughs> And 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 B, some of those people may be having their agents say, "Hey, vote, these are my other clients. How about you vote for them and help us all out in the agency?" Um, you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. It's not, it's not like in a, it's not necessarily like an election day where everybody's you know making sure that their ballots are cast properly and accurately with everything.
1: Well, and we make all looks- these
0: grand, we make all these grand assumptions that everything's just you know locked in
1: a certain way. Let's be honest. Um, elections are not infallible. <laughs> just right, because we're not, someone we're not, wins, we're not just we're because not going someone down, wins We're not going on this road. Vote, we're not going down because, this road. No, I'm I'm saying like the Pro you know, if you put a poll online, you end up with Bodie McBoatface as the name of your next HMS naval vessel if you're in the UK. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just saying like leaving it up to the popular vote doesn't always result in the most prudent and wise decision. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's how we get Bodie McBoat face, which was hilarious, but probably undignified for the, you know, the Queens Navy. Um, these things happen, Nick Jacobs. Um, so. I'm just saying, I'm not not making assumptions on Omar Infante almost made the the all-star game one year because Royals fans are ridiculous. I'm just saying like stranger things, strange things have been afoot before. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, but Hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. And then I thought, I think Tommy Townsend has had a really good year and it was good to see him get recognized. Um, his, you know, uh, maybe just, you know, don't have him hold in the field goal kicking drills. You had to go there. Hey, I, I gotta I gotta support my man Dustin Colquitt. Real uh, I quick. Hope,
0: I hope Dave Tubb is not listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> He's not gonna be happy with he you. He
1: doesn't need to hear from me to know what's wrong. Um That's Nick Bolton true. or Trace really Smith really doesn't. He'll let you know B- it too. <laughs> right. Nick Bolton or Trey Smith, bigger snub in your mind.
0: Trey Smith for me, but I do understand he has had some Playing See, he after he got rolled up he, on, he's had some hiccups here and there, and like that yeah. that blitz today when he turned his shoulders, that was a that was another one. Um, so I mean, he has had his hiccups. I mean, Bolton statistically is one of the top four in the AFC in terms of tackles. I mean, you can argue where he's at pass coverage wise, and kind of if teams kind of pick on him sometimes in pass cover, you know, in pass coverage. But I mean, statistically, he's in the top four in the AFC. So you know, I mean, it, I was just very surprised with Orlando Brown made the pro bowl, but I also shouldn't be because sometimes the recognizable name that's been there before and it don't, it wouldn't stun me one bit. If there's some guys that want to make sure he has that leverage for another contract negotiation round that maybe helps the rest of the offensive tackles around the league, get a little bit more money.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I mean, what is this? Four out of five years? Five out of six Yeah, he's, years? He's,
0: he's four. He's he's made it four consecutive years. Two with the Ravens, two with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it. look, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be telling tales out of school, but a lot of times, once a guy gets a reputation as a Pro Bowl guy, especially in the offensive line, um, they tend to get voted in time after time after time, which is why, like, for example, Creed being, you know, being this at center, I... I would expect Creed to rack up as long as he stays healthy eight or nine yeah. at this point, um, you yeah, know, once because yeah, once you're in, you're, yeah. in, you're yeah. kind of in, you know,
0: especially on O-line D-line, yeah. once, right, once, right. once you get in, you get, you get, you get two years past when you probably should, you get in later than you should. Cause like Chris Jones didn't get in the year when he had 15 and a half sacks, but right. then he got in the next year, you know, so yeah, he's it's been kinda, in
1: yeah. every year since and right. then like Creed so, probably should have been in as a rookie, but you know, they don't want to give the rookie the love. They want to make him earn it. Now, I would say he maybe hasn't had quite as good a year. I still think he's Pro Bowl. I still deserved it. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, I mean, I, his reputation is going to be what it's going to be, and it's going to it's going to be a wheel sh- wheel shield situation where you can just pencil him in uh, year after year after year. I think at this point, as long as he's playing for the Chiefs and playing at high level, that he's he, he's going to have the name recognition because um, that's just how these things tend to work.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you you hope none of the Chiefs are playing in the Pro Bowl. So, you just hope that that's the case. So
1: Hopefully, it doesn't matter. It's a skills competition now anyway, right? So
0: Yeah, okay, you hope nobody's playing flag football or uh, being recognized in skills or jumping through tables like Tyreek did last year or whatever it was. I can't remember. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, hopefully, they'll be playing for, you know, another trophy in Arizona to add to the collection. Hey, you know who never gets snubbed for the Pro Bowl?
0: I have no idea, Tom. And we're you, we're and, well, my heart. We're you well and my We're well past.
1: You Jacobs. We're well you past. My heart.
0: We're well past time at this point.
1: Yeah. Merry Christmas. Take care, kids.